welcome back to the Step Into Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Danny Underwood, a lawyer turned mindset coach, a mum, and a high vibe boss babe. This podcast is here to delve into all things mindset and self development to help you step into your power and become the best version of yourself. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to another episode of the Step Into Your Power podcast. So, If you didn't hear last week, if you didn't tune into the episode last week, uh, unfortunately today is my last episode of the podcast for a while. So I did share last week that I am taking a hiatus with the podcast and I'm not sure how long that's going to be for. You know, I'm not making any promises of when I will return. So at this point, All I can tell you is that this is going to be the last episode for a while uh, and then I am going on a hiatus. And the reason for that is just because, you know, I've got a lot going on both in my personal life and also within the business and there's only one of me and, you know, as uh, my coaching business expands, I need to be giving myself to my clients that are are paying me uh, and I do spend a lot of time and energy each week in doing this podcast, I record it, I edit it, and I upload it all by myself. And whilst I do love it, uh, it is a lot to be doing by myself, as well as being there to support my one-on-one clients who I'm working with. And so at this point in my life, uh, I've decided I just need to take a step back. I don't want to be working 24-7. And so I've just had to assess in my life, you know, what can I cut out? And unfortunately, At this point in time, it is the podcast, but the good news is I am still working with clients one-on-one and I'm still able to give my one-on-one clients my all. And so that's exciting. And if you are interested in working with me one-on-one, if you've enjoyed my podcast and enjoyed learning uh, about me and about how I coach others, how uh, I help others to create change in their mindset uh, to then, you know, create change in their external reality then you can definitely hit me up on Instagram, which is at Mindset with Danny, uh, or on my website, which is stepintoyourpowercoaching.com, or you can email me at danny at stepintoyourpowercoaching.com. I will link all of that in the show notes, Uh, but that is how you can contact me if you do want to work with me. And, you know, even if you just want to keep in touch with me and then when and if the podcast does uh, revive and come back, which I would love to do at some point in the future, then my Instagram community will be the first to know as well. So make sure that you are following me on Instagram and you can still get great mindset tips from my Instagram posts and you know get your daily dose of motivation and encouragement from my stories. So I am actually a little bit nervous today. It's, it's really weird. Like the first few episodes of the podcast, obviously I was extremely nervous. Um, and then obviously I, I got used to it and it became more comfortable. And then today being the last episode for, I don't know how long, I'm actually feeling quite nervous. And I guess the reason for that is because I, I want to go out with a bang, right? I want to give you guys as much value and information as possible to help you create changes in your life, in both your internal world and external world. And so I guess I'm putting a bit of pressure on myself today to make sure that the episode is a good one. Uh, So I I do hope that you all enjoy it. And today I'm going to be talking uh, about how you create your own reality, right? And if this 
concept of you are the creator of your own reality seems foreign or unfamiliar to you and you're like, well, hold up, I don't get to control what happens in life, then you have to bear with me, right? I'm going to unpack this because I know that uh, I think it was last week in the episode, which was about growing through what you go through. I did talk about the fact that you can't possibly control everything in your life and that shit does happen and, you know, things happen outside of our control. And so then in that situation, I talked about the importance of controlling how you choose to perceive and respond to certain situations. So while you can't control everything that happens in life or the situations that arise, you can choose to control how you're going to respond or perceive or interpret a situation or the meaning that you give to something in your life. And so that is still true, right? So I'm I'm saying you create your own reality, right? That is true, but it is also true that you can't possibly control everything in life. But essentially what I mean by you create your own reality is your reality is just your perception of the world and what's going on around you, right? It is your perception. And this is why two people can live the exact same lives and experience the same things, and yet they can still have very different perceptions of reality because their realities are based off of their own perception or view of things. And their perception or view of the world is based on past experiences, childhood conditioning, societal program, the attitudes they hold, um, and, you know, specific, I guess, character traits, uh, and the beliefs and values that they hold. So they may have the same experiences in life or may be living the same life. They may have the same reality or it may look like they, they have the same reality to an outsider. But if you ask them about their reality, you know, specifically depending on their beliefs and values, you know, one person might say, I love my life. It's challenging. It helps me grow. It's exciting that there's always new challenges that are arising and that I get to learn how to overcome. And the other person may say, I hate my life. Nothing ever goes right. I I feel uh, unsafe. I feel uncomfortable. I never know what to expect. Things just keep popping up and I don't know how to handle it. Right. And so they are, you know, they could be experiencing the same thing, but one person is viewing what they're, what they're experiencing in their life as an opportunity to learn and grow. And they're seeing the challenge as a good thing. And the other person is seeing perhaps the challenge as a struggle and as a bad thing in life. And so that's just an example of how we create our own reality because our reality is what we tell ourselves it is whatever we say to ourselves about our lives is our reality and so in my episode a few weeks back when I talked about uh, navigating conflict I also talked about how the things that I just mentioned so um, the past experiences childhood conditioning societal programming attitudes beliefs and values I talked about how these things essentially act as filters in our brain and when our brain receives, you know, sensory uh, input information through our five senses, our brain subconsciously deletes, distorts and generalizes information, which it does uh, through these filters of our beliefs, values, attitudes, past experiences, childhood conditioning, societal programming. 
once it's finished deleting, distorting, and generalizing this information, then it brings into our conscious awareness only things that are relevant to us, okay? It deletes things that don't align with our beliefs and values, or it distorts and generalizes things to fit into our model of the world, to fit into our view of the world so that we can understand the information we're receiving so that we can make sense of it and so that it it seems relevant to us. And so your personal reality equals your personality. And your personality is determined by how you habitually think, feel, and behave. So if you want to change your reality, your personal reality, you have to change how you habitually think, feel, and behave, which does take conscious effort. And I've talked about before how most of us run on autopilot for 95% of the day. We're only consciously aware of what's happening for 5% of the day. The rest of the day, we don't even think. We just do. We do, 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 do. We run on autopilot. We run patterns. We think, feel, and behave in the same way uh, that we always do, and we don't even have to think about it, right? And this is why, you know, a lot of people tend to find themselves in the same situation, or they keep getting the same outcomes in life, or they keep responding or reacting to things in the same way over and over again. And they then after the fact when they actually think about what's just happened, they say, why do I always do that? Why do I always self-sabotage? Why do I always react in that way? Why do I always go for these types of men? Why do I always find myself in the same situation? And they say, oh, it's just me. But it's because they keep running the same unconscious patterns. They're not actually thinking about how they're thinking, feeling, and behaving. They're just doing in in a way that feels familiar to them, in a way they've always done, and therefore they keep getting the same outcomes in life. And so in creating a new reality, firstly, you have to start to become more self-aware. You have to start to get to know yourself on a deeper level so that you can start to uncover the patterns of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that you're currently running, Right? Instead of running on autopilot, you have to instruct your brain to start to become more consciously aware. And, you know, you're never going to catch all your thoughts, but you can become more consciously aware. Once you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to start to actually recognize what thoughts I'm having. When I feel a certain way, when I have a certain emotional response, I'm actually going to become more self-aware and say, okay, what what thought is this feeling stemming from? Why am I feeling sad? Why am I feeling angry? Why am I feeling jealous? What is my inner dialogue at this point? And becoming more self-aware of the chatter that's going on in your mind, of what you're telling yourself, of your inner dialogue. And by becoming more self-aware and by getting to know yourself on a deeper level, right? That's how you're going to uncover these patterns of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that you're currently running. And when you become consciously aware of that, you uncover these patterns, then you get to consciously choose to think, feel, and act in a different way to create a different outcome, okay? But it does take conscious effort. I'm not going to say that it's easy and or that it's an overnight process because you guys know that I'm always real with you and it's not easy, right? We do not like change. Our brains are not wired to you know, love change. Our brains like what is familiar. And so when we become more more consciously aware and we have the choice to act in a different way, we may at still times feel like we want to revert back 
to our old ways of thinking, feeling and behaving because that just seems easier. It feels more comfortable. Even if that means we're unhappy in our lives and in our reality, it feels comfortable because it's safe. We know what to expect. We know we're going to keep getting the same outcomes, the same patterns. There's nothing unfamiliar there. And that doesn't seem logical when you say it like that, but that is how our brains work. And so again, it takes you know, you have to be aware of that as well so that you can push through these times. And when you, when you really want to revert back to your old ways of thinking, feeling and behaving, you can encourage yourself. No, I'm doing this for future me. I know this is part of the process. I know it's hard. I know it's not easy, but I'm choosing to show up for my future self today. I'm choosing to show up and I'm choosing to think, feel and uh, behave differently, even though that's the harder choice for me right now. And I don't really want to do that. I know in the long run, that's what I want. I want that in the long run for my future self. And so you're going to choose your future self and, you know, the, the long-term pleasure of being able to actually get what you want in the long term by creating these mindset shifts and by creating these behavioral shifts over the instant gratification, which is very fleeting and will always leave you disappointed. Okay. And knowing that you are safe, you are safe, change, you know, doesn't necessarily mean you're not safe. Your brains will tell you change is not safe because it's not familiar. But when you know that's part of the process, you can reassure yourself it is safe. You are okay. You've got this. Okay. And when you do start to uncover patterns of thinking, feeling, and behaving, right, instead of judging yourself, because when we dig down into these things and we become more self-aware, sometimes we can think, oh my God who am I? You know, when you actually really start to get to know yourself on that deeper level. And then we can sometimes judge ourselves or beat ourselves up for feeling or thinking or behaving in a certain way, but that is not helpful, right? So what we want is we want to be inquisitive and curious about our patterns. Where did they stem from, right? Why do I, why do I, you know, continually think, feel and behave in this way? What am I gaining from, from doing this? Right. And being curious and inquisitive uh, instead of being judgmental or harsh on ourselves. Okay. Because essentially, you know, if we want to succeed in creating change, we have to come from a place of self-love. We have to encourage ourselves and we have to have compassion for ourselves as well. We have to know that sometimes we're going to stuff up. Sometimes we're going to make mistakes. And so we have to have compassion for ourselves. When we beat ourselves up and we tell ourselves, you're shit, you always fail then we, we, the self-sabotage, you know, starts to happen more because we're telling ourselves we're shit. We're always, we always fail. We can't do it. And so we just give up. We throw in the towel. We think, why bother? Okay. And so it's breaking those patterns uh, of, you know, self-sabotage or of thinking or of feeling and instead choosing compassion and choosing to love yourself uh, at every stage and encourage yourself to keep moving forward. So even when you stuff up or you make mistakes or, you know, you do revert back to old ways of thinking, feeling and behaving in the, th- in the heat of the moment, you become reactive. You do something that you say, oh, I didn't want to do that anymore, right? You stop, you pause, you're at least aware that you did it even though you didn't want to do it, uh, which is better than running on autopilot. And then you give yourself some love and compassion and you say, okay, I slipped back into that old way, but I am determined to move forward and to continue, you know, creating my new self, my new personal reality, right? I'm I'm going 
to choose next time to think, feel and behave in a different way. And it's encouraging yourself. You can do this. You've got this, right? You're safe. And by being positive and uplifting and encouraging, you're going to keep moving forward. You have to ask yourself, would you speak to your best friend in the way that you're speaking to yourself? And if you wouldn't, then you need to change your inner dialogue. Okay, because as I said, when we're judgmental and critical of ourselves, that just beats us down and we end up giving up. And so, you know, having self-love and compassion and encouraging ourselves, that is what actually helps us to move forward. Okay. So like I said, you know, it is hard and it's not always going to be smooth sailing in, you know, creating a new way of thinking, feeling and behaving. It's breaking a habit like a habitual way of thinking, feeling and behaving, right? So it takes effort, consistency and at times discipline. Even when we don't want to do things, it's doing things because we know, as I said before, that that's best for us in the long term and that's what we really want over short-term gratification. Want to know my secret formula to turn your desires into reality? Download my free Manifesting Magic ebook linked in the show notes. So now I also just want to backtrack a little bit uh, and say that Our thoughts are what create our emotions and our emotions are what drive our behaviors and that's what essentially equals our outcomes or results in life, right? How we're thinking, feeling and behaving and that all starts with the thinking. But the thinking, you know, and the thoughts that we have, they stem back to your beliefs, right? And so in creating change in the way we think, feel and act and creating change Uh, in our personality, which then will create change in our personal reality, we have to become aware of our underlying belief system because everything stems back to that. The thoughts, the feelings, the behaviors, and the outcomes we get in life come back to our underlying belief system. And so when we do this work, we have to start uncovering what our belief system is and determining whether it's actually helpful, supportive, and empowering of what we wish to achieve or whether it's actually limiting or disempowering or or even negative. We have to start questioning our belief system, right? Awareness is, is the first key. And then once we're aware of it, questioning, like where did this belief stem from? Why am I holding on to this? Is this belief true for me? Like, does it have to be true for me? And, and let me say, nothing has to be true for you. You get to choose what's true for you or not, Right. And then questioning, is this supportive uh, for what I want to achieve? And if it's not, you have to consciously choose to replace that belief. And again, this takes conscious effort and time because essentially, as I talked about before in regards to our reality and how our reality is, is just our perception of the world and our perception of the world is filtered through our beliefs, values, past experiences childhood programming, societal conditioning, right? And so when we are filtering information through the beliefs, which is one of the filters to come up with our perception of reality, our brain is seeking information in the world that is favorable or which supports what we already believe to be true. And so if something does not support our belief system or what we believe to be true, our brain will either delete it or it will distort or generalize the information so that it does fit in to our model of the world. It does fit into our belief system. 
And so if you have a disempowering belief system, your brain is going to go out and seek out information to support your negative beliefs. And so you're going to find all the negatives in the world. That is what your brain is going to search out because that is what is favorable to you because that is what supports your belief system, right? However, if you have an empowering and supportive belief system, then that is what your brain will go and search out in the world. Your brain will start to search out the opportunities or the positives or, you know, the things to be grateful in life. It will start to see the cup as half full instead of half empty, okay? So your brain is never going to prove itself wrong and your, your beliefs are absolutely imperative here, imperative, because that is a major, major filter through which your brain filters information before it brings that information into your conscious awareness. And so you're only ever going to see in the world what you believe to be true. If you tell yourself you can't do something, there's no opportunities, you're too old, you're not worthy, then that's all your brain's going to search out in the world. Whereas if you tell yourself you can do it, you are worthy, you are smart enough, you are capable, you have the skills and knowledge that you need to succeed, there are opportunities out there, right? And you have this supportive belief system, then your brain is going to seek out information that further supports that. And you're going to see these opportunities and the positives in the world as opposed to the negatives. And so in reconditioning your belief system or, you know, like I said, firstly uncovering it when, when you're having negative thoughts and that further questioning them as well, what belief is this stemming from and, and starting to become aware of your beliefs and start unpacking them. Is this true for me? Is this supportive? Do I have to believe this anymore? Where did this come from? Once you start unpacking all of those things, you'll start to realize that a lot of your beliefs are from a very long time ago. A lot of your beliefs are formed in childhood when your brain isn't even fully developed yet. And you hold on to these beliefs your whole life, but it is time to question them because what you believed in childhood with, with when your brain wasn't fully developed, you know, may no longer be appropriate or relevant for you. And a lot of our beliefs are also inherited. We hear things from our parents or caregivers or from other people in our lives and we just assume they must be true and we take on their beliefs as well. But again, like we have to question, just because this belief was true for them, it doesn't have to be true for me. You get to choose. And so if you are wanting to recondition your belief system, then once you're aware of the, of your beliefs and you know perhaps you um, write down the, the disempowering or limiting beliefs that you start to recognize that may be holding you back, the things, the reasons why you're not able to take action or move forward towards what you're wanting to achieve, then I strongly recommend that you actually come up with affirmations to counter that negative or dis disempowering belief, right? Because affirmation is a way of reconditioning your belief system. But in order for affirmation to be effective, you actually have to say the affirmations out loud with conviction and you have to do it consistently. Like don't say a different affirmation every day of the week because that's not going to really mean much to you, right? I would strongly recommend that you find a really powerful affirmation or you write your own affirmation to counteract perhaps a disempowering belief that you're feeling 
and you read that affirmation out loud every day for at least a month and you say it with conviction and that will start to embed in your your brain and when that starts to embed in your subconscious mind you will actually start to believe that and that will then eventually uh, overtake the disempowering belief and that disempowering belief will lose its grip or lose its power um, so that is a really powerful way, but yeah, affirmations, you know, it's not just something that you do every now and then it's again, something that needs to be done consistently and it needs to be done purposefully and with conviction. And like I said, the same affirmation should be said like for quite a while in order for that to become a new belief and be embedded in your subconscious mind. I also just want to remind you all that your external world is literally a reflection of your internal world. If your external world feels messy or negative or just not good, then that's a reflection of what's happening on the inside. And that's a sign that you need to do the inner work. You need to unpack your belief system. You need to find new ways of thinking, feeling, and behaving in order to create different outcomes in your life, in order to create a different reality in your external world. Before I wrap up today's episode, I do want to talk to you about my mastermind program that I'm starting in July called Building Your Brand. So this is for you if you have a desire to build a soul aligned business. So essentially in this mastermind, I am sharing everything I've learned over the past four years of being in business with both a product and service based business, you know, not only through my personal experience, but also that I've paid tens of thousands of dollars for on business mentors that I'm sharing with you and everything I wish I knew when I started. In the mastermind, you'll get nine live calls with me and we're going to be delving into how to work out your niche, defining your brand's values and its mission and vision. We're also going to be delving into getting clear on who your ideal client is so that you can market appropriately to the right people. We're going to be delving into how to build engaged social media communities because quite frankly, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, if you don't have an engaged community who are wanting to buy from you, then your followers means nothing. We're going to be delving into what solution you provide through your product or service to your ideal client. We're going to be talking about pricing and identifying your offer, uh, as well as doing some mindset work and also delving into what your brand content pillars are, which is so important for social media and for building an engaged social media community. So if so if you want more information or you just want to sign up, you know you're in, then DM me on Instagram or email me at danny at stepintoyourpowercoaching.com. Sorry, that is all I have time for today. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful uh, and I hope that you can apply some of these lessons and learnings in your own life to help you create the reality that you desire instead of perhaps feeling stuck in a reality that you may not currently be enjoying. And once again, I want to thank you all for listening to me and supporting my podcast for the last eight or so months that I've been doing it. Like I said, I am hoping to come back at some point in the future. I just don't know when, but if and when I do come back, my Instagram community will be the first to know. So make sure you keep up to date with me there, which is that mindset with Danny. Uh, and I am still taking on one-on-one -on -one clients. So if you are interested in working with me, then DM me on Instagram, email me or head to my website, all of which I will link in the show notes. And yeah, 
just want to go out with positive vibes and I hope you all have an amazing weekend. Till next time, until we speak again. Okay, bye guys.